Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and you're listening to the Downtime Podcast, where we delve deep into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. This week's episode is supported by We Are One Composites and there's a discount code coming up just for you. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, then you'll know that I love my We Are One Faction wheels. They've been totally faultless, needed zero maintenance and have a great balance of stiffness and compliance that leads to a great ride. However, what you might not know is that last week We Are One launched their first bike and it looks incredible. The arrival is a 150mm 29er Enduro weapon and you can tell that We Are One have put their usual level of attention to detail into making sure that this thing is perfect. There's some lovely design touches and the finish is next level, just like it is with the wheels. Head over to weareonecomposites.com and give it a look. Due to the crazy demand in the bike industry right now, and particularly for We Are One wheels, we can't offer a discount on complete wheel sets at this point in time. But the team at We Are One really wanted to do something for downtime listeners, so they're offering you 15% off rims only during the month of August. All you need to do is to use the code WESUPPLY2021 at the checkout over on weareonecomposites.com. That's WESUPPLY, all lowercase, all one word, followed by the number 2021 over on weareonecomposites.com. Head there now and check out the entire range. All the links you need are in the show notes for this episode on downtimepodcast.com. Hopefully a lot of you know by now, but I'm super excited to be launching a print project with the team at Misspent Summers, which is going to be called Downtime EP. If you want to get involved, find out more and get the chance to get your hands on issue one ahead of everyone else with a nice early bird deal too, then head to downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP now and leave us your name and an email address and we'll be in touch. If you want to support the show, you can get your hands on our full range of merch over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. As always, it's top quality, organic and made in a factory using renewable energy and delivered with no single use plastics. Head over there now and check it all out. All the proceeds help to support and improve the show. Please make sure you're following the podcast on whatever platform you listen. There's probably going to be a button there that says follow or subscribe. So hit that now. It's free and it means you're going to get every episode as soon as it's available. If you can't find the button, then you can head to downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe where there's links to all the major platforms there to help you. Also, it'd be great if you've got a set, give me a follow on Instagram and Facebook where I'm at Downtime Podcast. It's the best place to keep up to date with what's going on and it's always lovely to hear from you in the comments and messages there. All right, so this week I'm joined by Josh Loose Dog Lewis. Josh is one of the founding members of the 50 to 1 crew and has been a big part of creating a focal point for a style of riding that has become synonymous with 50 to 1. We sat down last week to find out more about Josh. How did he find his way from racing to creating video? How did that lead to him making a living from it? How did 50 to 1 get started and where's it going next? Josh's path shows that following what you're passionate about really can lead to some pretty amazing things. So without further ado, here's Josh Lewis. Josh Lewis, a.k.a. Loose Dog, welcome to the Downtime Podcast. How's things with you? Yeah, real good, thank you. Got sun, sun with us today, it's nice. It's been raining a lot recently, hasn't it? So, it's coming brought the back. sun with you. Yeah, <laughs> summer part two. Yeah. I hope so, anyway. Yeah, yeah. a little break. <laughs> cool. Well, let's um, let's go right back, and then we'll bring it up to the modern day and talk about where we're sat right now, because um, we're at the relatively new 50 to 1 HQ, so we'll we'll get to that. But let's, let's start at the beginning. And um, I think I'm right in saying sport's always been a, a part of your life, but maybe sort of late to mountain biking. Um, you started off with football and rugby, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I started with football like in primary school and rugby towards like secondary school, middle of there. But then that's when I got into bikes, really. And You were quite, you were quite serious with the rugby, though, yeah? Were you playing for, was it Barnsley you were playing yeah, for? Yeah, I was playing for Barnsley. Um, 
and uh, did I'd like I was relatively new to it, um, so I was still learning like the tricks of the trade. But like in terms of like the athletic side and getting stuck in, like I loved it. And just as I was figuring it out, I was like loving bikes as well, and I was like really spending all my energy every weekend. <laughs> Like feeling pretty rough. Yeah. And I was doing a milk round as well, which is like 2am get up on a Saturday morning. Oh, brutal. Yeah, it was savage. So that was like, I had to make a call and rugby <laughs> was the one. I was like missing re- uh, rugby to go and do races and then you're letting your team down really. Fair play. Yeah, I, I was captain for a bit. I was like, I, don't, I can't be a captain. Like, I don't feel like <laughs> I deserve it. I'm like not fully into it as much as boys are. So Yeah, <laughs> fair play. What was your position? Where were you playing? Uh, played fly off, so number ten, and then yeah. bit of centre, um, anywhere around there. Cool. Do you miss it? Did you ever play? Yeah, or? yeah. I've actually been speaking to um, the local team about doing playing where I'm living. Um, they're just getting the team back set up, and I was like, "Hit me up, and I'll I'll get I'll have a, I'll have a game with you." So. Nice. But he has rang me twice, and I've been busy on both times where <laughs> they're filling in for another team, which is a bit more further away. But I'm like. So I'm keep ringing my key fat me because I, <laughs> I want it. Do it. I do want it. Yeah. Yeah. Before I'm too old and knackered, like I want to get. You know. <laughs> nice. How old are you now? Uh, 28. Okay, you got a while left. Yeah, yeah. You got it. You're gonna be alright for a bit. I yeah. Think. <laughs> Good stuff. And were you? Did you grow up kind of living near Steve P? Yeah. Um. My my dad lived um really close to him, just over the road. So yeah. Neighbors basically. Ah, okay. And so I knew him before I was into bikes, which is weird. Like, right. He'd always have people coming to his house or like deliveries coming to our house instead of his, and it'd be like, <laughs> mad, like something calls in there, and then he'd come get it. So it's like, yes, he was a family friend before anything. Yeah. Ah, that's a nice way to go about it. So you didn't have the, like, that's the hero worship kind of element of that re- of that relationship. Yeah, right? I think yeah. Um, he helped me sort. Of, I got a bike. And it was just like a rally hardtail thing. And I used me literally like the day after my got this bike, I like went to online store and bought as many parts and like ripping it apart. And I remember like, it probably looked pretty disrespectful at the time, like getting this brand new bike and just chucking all these parts on. But yeah, then Steve helped me with my next one. Got a few better parts, you know, and it's, yeah. So yeah, he helped me get into it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so that means you grew up basically on the edge of Warncliffe as well, yeah? Yeah. I'm yeah. guessing that, that shaped your your riding quite a bit. Like back then when you were younger, I suppose, technical, muddy, yeah. steep. Like really rocky. I've, I've always liked tracks now when I get somewhere and it's like all rock. Like just sit, it's just nice. Like, I don't know. <laughs> there's always a smooth path through them, if you know what I mean. So it's, yeah, from that side of things, I do like. I, I think Warney like set me up good for like rock, riding rocks and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Well, for riding wet, steep tech <laughs> trails, like there's not many places that turn it on like Warney. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely punchy, like short hills, but steep and yeah. a lot of rock and roots, and it's just fun. Nice. So, was competitive riding and downhill like an obvious move for you? I think like for for any well, it seemed like all. Everyone I rode with at home in morning, like everyone, that was like the focus. Like, let's get, we'll get riding and get get as good as we can and go go race somewhere like Kazu. So and like, you'd be talking about it for like months. Like, yeah, I got that race booked. So it's just like, I think back then, like the, there were no like Insta or anything. It's like that was the way to go if you wanted to 
be serious about your riding, I guess. Like when it come to downhill, you know, there weren't really like many web edits or, you know, anything like that. So it was just like, let's get into racing and like the places you go and it all seemed so appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Camping and it was like breakaway, like weekend away with lads, stuff like that. And a really good scene then as well. Like the race scene was really strong, wasn't it? Yeah. Like the MPS, anything like that. Like just all, all the riders you looked up to would be there and like you'd make friends from like Scotland and Wales and then they'd, you know, it'd just be like made friends back then that I'm still like really close friends with now. And like, we'll still talk about then times. So it's like, (laughs) happy days. Yeah. 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 And you quite quickly, started to ride for uh, a project that Steve put together around that time, the Steve Pete Syndicate. Yeah, me and Billy, we, um, we like Billy's parents would take me to the racing and then his dad had like lent, he lent me his V10 for like my first race nice. um, like, with Billy at Taft Buggy. And yeah, they just like, Steve sort of got, just supported us through that, got us a couple of jerseys and we got a red V10 and it was sick. <laughs> Yeah, we were just going around racing under that and then it got like years and Tristan was helping as well and yeah. it all just just really fun, like people that I grew up with. It's just yeah, and then the team grew and there's just real nice vibe at races. It was like, yeah, it's fun. Almost like kind of I mean, not the same scale as a factory team, but almost like having sort of factory level support. That was, was that the sort of thinking behind it? Yeah. Jamie, Jamie was mechanicing for us and it was like, he was doing loads of bikes and yeah, it was nice. Just like having that extra little thing behind your race. And it was like, it just feels brought that team vibe to a individual sport. And I think that's real nice. Yeah, definitely. And you got out to uh to europe with it you raced a few world cups i think yeah yeah did did a, did i think like three world cups well i did i went to south africa and that was i was like gotta have been like five from bottom or something in qualifying <laughs> like the, like these huge tables never even jumped anything like that before like so that was probably not the best one to go to but the experience was mental like so good and then Couple of years later, I think I did Leo Gang half year. Oh, I did Monte Anna as well. Nice, that was good. Crashed in qualies like three corners before I finished. I think I got eighty like third or something. Like that was the, how it went for me. And what, like, I just couldn't handle the pressure of like that one run. I just seemed to always struggle with that. Yeah, I was like, going to ask about that because your results were kind of, I guess, up and down. Like there were definitely some real highlights in there and some some clear like race speed yeah but it seems like you struggle to tap into that yeah yeah um i think like first ews where i felt i was like getting to the results thing and i, I was like Fuck, i'm like 30 for whatever like 20 get it was in and and i finished that first day like that's mad like i didn't even i was just riding it i weren't like thinking and then the more like it comes into it that like can, you want to do all right that's when it seems to go the other way for me like <laughs> but I, I did i mashed my acl on that second day and i had to finish that day like i remember someone giving me some well strong painkillers and that was the start of my acls i did i did my right and my left back to back so i just got better from one that was like the first one and then i, I went through all that and then did my other one at like another ews oh, like was that yeah 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 am i right in thinking that you still flew to the, the following yeah, round yeah. in the US like a week later with a 
Yeah, well, I'd, I'd already paid for my flights to Colorado and Whistling. I weren't getting, like, support from... That was the thing. I was trying to get that support to, like, cover my... Because I was working as an electrician still, and, like, all my money from that was going into my racing. And the company I worked for were, would let me have, like, unpaid leave. So it was like... I was like, this is my opportunity, you know. I'm just going to keep, like, it'll come, it'll come. Yeah. And then, obviously, did my ACL and I'd paid for my fights. I remember, like, rolling down, like, tears in my goggles. Just like, oh, all this again. I've just spent, like, a year and a bit. But then, yeah, it's braced up and just gritted through it. And it's a heavy pain relief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it weren't, like, it, it was obviously mad confidence. Like, I can't put my foot down. If I did, it was, like, a minute of teeth gritting. And if you're in a race run, I'm just, you're just, like, standing tall on bike, trying not to compress it and... <laughs> definitely not the best for yeah it's mental really isn't it what you put yourself through. it's crazy well i guess you're in a tricky situation right like you say you've put the effort in to do your apprenticeship to to get that kind of going and to get some income and that is effectively at that point every that's driving your riding right there's yeah, no yeah. other money coming in is that no fair? that was it yeah and you've, you've got to somehow get I guess seen and get some results or something on the on the big stage right yeah in order to get that level of support so you you're kind of all in at that point yeah? yeah it's like yeah it's that that's it was to be fair after that when like video, we were getting into we've always been doing videos and stuff but when it's like we just started doing videos more as a crew together and like just having a laugh and then that's when it like that reality of getting more support came in I was like oh it's feeling way more natural than thinking turning up to a race and worrying that got to try and get results try and you know get that support or whatever it was like after i'd come to terms with like right it's not all about that it's like just go and do what we want to do and then that's when it like so it's a big lesson for me all that all that racing and stuff yeah yeah so you moved you moved from downhill predominantly i guess onto more of an enduro focus yeah was there a reason for that like i think just that thing like i mentioned like i really struggled with that pressure of one run and, like, I used to see a sports psychologist, the same one that Steve, like, Rob Cope Rob, and, yeah, the, yeah. and Adela, they'd all help loads. And, like, could see, like, it honestly did help, but I could still, like, I'd still notice myself doing these things and putting pressure on myself. And it was, like, Enduro just took that stress off of, like, it's this one run, it's tomorrow, you know, you got it's all focusing on that. And looking back now, I'd have definitely gone about, like, downhill racing in a different way, but... And I'd really like all the time at home. I didn't, I went up and pushed my downhill bike up hills now and then, but it was mainly like once trail, I got a good trail bike, that's yeah. all you do. Like, you know, it's the do it all bike. So it just seems like the right thing to do is race on what I'm riding all the time. Yeah. And around that sort of time, I guess it feels like to me anyway, from looking from the outside, it feels like your riding started to change. Like the, the more kind of, I guess, sessioning features, jibbing, creative use of the trail and the landscape around you started to become more and more a part of it. I was just wondering where, in your mind anyway, like where that came from and how that started to develop because there was like the Clay Spades crew, I guess, around digging in Warncliffe and building very different trails in Warncliffe around that time. Like, was that a part of the influence? How do you think that, that transition or that change, if you even feel it was a change, like came about? Well, like we'd always messed about. It's always it's always been like there that thing, and just you know jibbing about and messing about. That's always been something we've done. But 
yeah, just more like the longer the days got in the woods digging and like just 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 joking about and messing about and like thinking oh, let's set this up and try something on there and it's just fun basically just having fun and yeah just like having taken like a bit of a approach where it's not all about setting up and riding like you can do anything it's not like you've got a, like if there's something that looks like a skate park feature then try and ride it like one yes yeah. like so yeah just enjoying riding bikes in every sense so it's like that's where it and then just filming it. And I think people seeing you having fun and doing that, it sort of was a bit infectious. Yeah. Um, the, I was going to say, what was the response from the outside mountain bike world like? How did it feel to you? Because it, it feels like that's really when your, I guess, popularity took off. Like I imagine the social media numbers started to increase pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad. Just like with anything, really, it was all over. Um, it does, was definitely mad to comprehend at first but it's just like stay trying to stay focused on doing the vids and having the fun and let all that do its thing really yeah so it felt very natural it wasn't a yeah feel like you were like i guess consciously following a strategy to get to a point where you could get paid to do what you want to do or whatever happens to be it was just yeah it's literally got a cam got a good camera um and then it was like film and edit as much as we can and and just keep, yeah. And it was like after that where we started wanting to focus more on projecty things and get get a few more cameras and just like expand yeah. the arsenal and yeah, just yeah. like have fun developing that side of things as well. Yeah. So that, it's like, I've got vids from way back where like, st- like even at school I used to edit videos on phones. Uh, okay. It's always been something I've been into just more like fun you know just laugh memory yeah. sort of thing but it was like that's definitely a buzz as well like editing the vids and trying to progress that as well as the riding and cool yeah yeah definitely and there was a good chunk of time where there was a, a fair crossover i guess between that kind of sessioning and creativity and your racing so there's some incredible videos and <laughs> shots from bits of the ews like certainly from practice where you were throwing mad shapes and uh, <laughs> keeping Sven amused. Yeah, that was the fun side of the EWS is you could stop in practice, push up and mess about and there's always mad, there's always something mad at them events like there's the like the land that they choose to go and race on. It's, it's always, yeah, <laughs> very good. It what? just takes you to some crazy places, Columbia and, you know, all them, some, somewhere you'd never, I'd never go really. Yeah. Out, you know to go ra- ride a bike it, you know yeah i would but it's one it's just obscure isn't it like so yeah. to, to go there it's yeah really good and terrain that you've never seen like everywhere's different right and so there's different. new challenges and yeah yeah so why that question is so hard when someone says where's the best place you've ever ridden your bike like everywhere is different <laughs> and the best in its own way it's like it's such an hard one to yeah pin that down is a tricky one yeah yeah fair play i'm not going to ask you that (laughs) so yeah you you're you're still racing the video side of things and the kind of that i guess like i don't know like sub section of riding as it was becoming like that jibbing and sessioning and i mean it was always there but i think you guys really pushed it and gave it i i don't know gave it gave it a figurehead or a group of people that everyone was sort of following and looking up to, which has been an ongoing trend over the last few years. At what point did you decide to I get focus more on that and step away 
in the race. I know you still do a little bit here and there, but it's clearly not like a focus at this point. Yeah, it's like um, I just sort of, I was worrying, I was doing races, worrying about crashing because we were going filming at some point afterwards and yeah. then I'd be filming, worrying about crashing because I've got a race coming up. <laughs> so it was like the two things were sort of like colliding. Yeah. Um, so it just was like, I'll make a call on what to put my energy into. Yeah. And like just everyone, we were all sort of on the same wavelength as a group. I think that's like, yeah, the one thing is that everyone, we were all, when we're all together and riding like that is the best vibe. Everyone's pushing each other like yeah. to see each other progress and it's just like all seems natural and like really fun. So I was like, why not go and just do this together and all just film each, everyone films each other. We're all sort yeah. of like digging for each other's features and yeah. It's like, well, let's just put all his energy into this. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a real feel of that, like camaraderie and everything that you guys do. Like the support for each other is incredible to feel and to watch. Like, is that is that important for you guys as you welcome like new people into the into the fold, I guess, into that sort of core 50 to one crew? Is that a big yeah, thing? Yeah, I think it's like the one thing that helps you progress in yourself as a rider is having your best mates around you all doing putting themselves in the same scenario where they're trying to learn something as that it's like well he's going in so i'm going you know it's like that it's like and it's just the best environment to learn stuff in and yeah i think that why wouldn't you do it with you like there's no point in separating yourself from others when it's like such a good yeah 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 so does it is there an element of of competitiveness between you do you think or because you're, you're it's obviously just stoked. always friendly it's not like competition it's more like you gotta put in what each other's putting in like because it's you, you owe each other that and it's like the big the brings the biggest smiles and <laughs> you know it's just we're gonna war basically and everyone's <laughs> when it yeah it's just fun it's just fun i love always the way fun. you describe it as going to war <laughs> it is sometimes <laughs> definitely is yeah <laughs> i guess it's a, everyone's taking the same level of commitment into their riding like, is that a way of sort of summarizing it, you're all pushing your own limits like, yeah yeah i think so yeah and you know we've all been such close friends you each know what where each other's at and like what it means to someone to go and do so it's like it's yeah just good times yeah nice yeah it's got a very good vibe to it so how how do you move then from electrician effectively i guess riding and racing in your spare time to a point where you can at least live off the riding element of things because i guess that's where the whole sort of santa cruz sram thing comes in yeah um so i was like i worked for a company called ng baileys which had like their own apprenticeship um it was like a residential thing so like they'd pick like i think the year i did it there was like one from sheffield one from Leeds, two from leeds two from and it used to be like 20 from each so it was like right they weren't taking on many, but like it was a real good apprenticeship to get yourself on. And they, yeah, they had like their own academy and you go li- live in Leeds, you have to stay at like a, I used to have to go, I think I was 17, like knock on a woman's door like Sunday <laughs> night. Like, I think I'm staying here this week. So that was pretty crazy. And then they were just, while being su- like supportive with learning the trade, they, they were, because it was a bigger company, they were like, I wrote a little proposal like, look, this is what I've I've always done and I'm really into it and I want to 
keep at it yeah. as well as working and put my effort in, like not miss any college work. That was not a little sweeten up. <laughs> <laughs> so like they granted me um, as much unpaid leave as I wanted. I just sort of had to like give them good notice. Okay. And then, yeah, it was like, that was like the go ahead to like book some trips in and like really just get out there and get in mix and just have fun. And I think like doing that and meeting people and just, riding as much as you can out there and it was like after that where I was like Stiff helped me out in between Santa Cruz and, and they I got a bit of money off them and Hope were taking me around okay. and it was like I made the call I was like right I'm going to stop working now and just go, have a go at this and it was like that point when I could ride every day and like focus on it and put it all in that was when it like started to turn uh, really. interesting so you had to take that leap kind of away from yeah well I'd, I'd gone on leave um for my second acl and uh i didn't go back from that up basically like right. i got the news that i'd get be able to get some um financial support and it was like right i know i can live off that and nice got a credit card and uh, yeah just made it happen yeah yeah, and eventually that turned into Santa Cruz SRAM then. Yeah, through. we was travelling. I was paying for my own flights and stuff and um, we're getting support off Stiff. And um, well then like Alan had let me stay with them uh, and Mark and Yago and they nice. just set that team up and then like the year after that was when I got on that properly. Nice. That's yeah. Alan Cook, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Nice. And that must have been a big turning point. That must have felt pretty good. Yeah, that was a real good feeling. Like it was felt like we're moving like it's it's happening now it's yeah and just sort of want to keep the pressure like the finger on the trigger yeah. so to say and just keep keep going at it and like we were on road then traveling loads and filming everywhere and just yeah. alan was on the same mindset like we, we could just go play and mess about and he got it and like that was still like i was still getting all right results but that it was like I did definitely have some Mardi points where I was like, I can't, I don't feel like I'm racing to my protect. Like yeah. I weren't happy with my results. I'm like, I should, why I shouldn't have like just putting this expectation on myself. And it was like, yeah, but that was cause I was worrying about the fit. Well, whatever, just my break. I wasn't fully in it. Yeah. I think if you're not, then you may as well. Yeah. You got to be fully in it. If you wanted to be there, like we were doing the full series. If you, so it's like, yeah. And I still, that, that competitive side and you, it's like, it's always there in people, isn't it? So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just enjoyed them times. And yeah. then it was like, after that, I'm just going to chill from racing a bit and do some filming. And nice. Was there ever a worry that if you kind of stepped away from racing, it would be harder to keep your, your support, your sponsors? Or was did you always know they got your back through that side of things? No, nah, they're dead supportive. Like, just for as long as, I just felt like as long as I'm doing my best to keep doing everything I can, um, racing is just like the bit on top it's like if you want to go do that they, they were like go do that but just yeah yeah just do what you want to do and keep doing it sort of thing sounds like you landed in the right spot yeah it's it's definitely like real good knowing that they're, they're up for it yeah. whatever you like they're supporting you and it's like you don't you've not got to feel that stress like oh i've got to be yeah just as long yeah just stay in touch just yeah. keep them up to date with what we're doing do your thing yeah awesome and and another one of your things i guess that everyone will know you for is 50 to 1 tell us a little bit about how that came about because it was a 
all the lads hashtag initially, yeah. right? Yeah, that was in the early days, and sort of Sam and Josh come in with fifty to one, and Josh had a sticker on his helmet, and we're like, we just went in on that, and it just seemed to like take off, and we were just having fun, tie dyeing tees, and just making little bits and bobs and posting it out, and yeah, just since then we just kept doing. <laughs> having fun with it basically and it's yeah. here we are now like it's yeah it's I think mad. 2015 was when it we registered it as okay. a limited company so that was like the 50 to 1 birthday official I'd say and yeah. it, it's like yeah six years now mad but yeah you've come a long way yeah. from a few tie-dye t-shirts like yeah and just sort of kept pumping back into it while it was generating and expanding it and just trying to make things better and better every time yeah did you set off with like an idea of what you wanted to do with it or was it kind of evolved like organically i think yeah just like people just what bringing ideas to tell oh this would be cool like, yeah let's do that or it's just things like collabs have popped up with brands and no real like dead straight plan on anything other than just like if we'd run it ourselves and we should make it basically yeah like. did it did it was it like an immediate hit did you start selling everything you were making kind of from the get-go or was it like a bit of a slow start um we had like oh i was still working i was going out on my dinner to post things like i remember putting the marsh got we'd just done the marsh guard and i put them online i like stood next to my mate on site on my phone and my phone going ding ding i'm like <laughs> mate look at this, this is mad awesome they were like ding yeah so it was like that's when the snow it was starting to builder we were doing the videos and yeah i think people just want to support the vids and like felt that duty is to keep bringing them the vids and then they'd be supporting the yeah yeah brand and it's just like yeah it's just like a definitely a, wouldn't be anywhere about the people who supported it so it's a collective of reasons why it's done so well it's yeah you know, the people have kept with us and yeah yeah seem to pick up on the vibe that we're trying to put out so yeah and i guess the original like four of you says so steve p yourself josh bryceland and sam dale like at yeah. that point i mean and still you guys all had like a big presence within the mountain bike scene and a lot of followers and i guess in that that helped like people could associate with you and what you were doing yeah yeah i mean definitely a blessed situation like we all people want to yeah back us so it was like also just trying to at events and stuff as well like have some teas and just have a beer with people and it's always the nicest thing like being there in person and like just seeing people it's cool and like we were doing that at races and events and yeah just like farmer john's events doing a few little long jumps and yeah just sort of trying to just throw prizes at people for having fun <laughs> yeah that community <laughs> side of things seems to be like really important to you guys yeah is that fair like, not when i say community i mean like the global community of people that support you and follow you and yeah like like it is mad like going out chile for example as a standout one like people are so buzzing on it there and it's like we'd go and like we'd be doing andy's pacifico or whatever and do a ride day before and it's like everyone's out just riding messing about loving it it's like it's the same where it doesn't matter if you can't speak the language or yeah everyone's you got that bike as the common denominator so it's like smiles serious smiles it's good so yeah just nice that we can go anywhere in the world and usually there's someone who's 
seen a vid and looking yeah have a chat with and it's nice japan yeah, yeah. again been people just seeing people meeting people and being able to like don't know just ride bikes to go it's yeah. good yeah other side of the planet but they know what you've been up to and they know who you are and yeah it's cool it's pretty wild really cool yeah so getting from where you were am i right in thinking you were working with the banana industries guys when you kind of in the early days so they were handling a lot of the sort of printing and yeah and they stuff, yeah. they were sort of pro- pro- produce we'd we tried it a few different ways we did print to order we did stock and yeah just they just while we would all be busy traveling away they'd sort of distro it out keep it keep it running yeah so yeah it's good but then we sort of kept growing and it was a bit of a it was a lot to do for them as well as their own stuff so and we'd it's sort of like the opportunity where we were at home we knew we were at home for a while and uh-huh. it's like time seems right to just have a go ourselves and yeah yeah yes yeah. so you've built this place or yeah. converted this place tell us a little bit about it so it was an old boat shed right <laughs> i think yeah it was an old it's, there's a hook there's a loop which the, and, and the sign saying boatyard something and it's like yes yeah, next to the canal um and it was just it it was like leaks everywhere like old cables loads of cables like ripping them out it's like this is mad um we just stripped it out yeah and like i've obviously got sparky background sambo's good with his um wood yeah uh, we had, and all his friends as well like paley on the tiles frank helped us we're just like everyone was swinging in and out and helping us and um doing bits and bobs and it was again like we were hanging out here but doing work and i think we started in october and we, we opened the shop online in like march 18 for something so pretty decent turnaround i just bought a house in december as well and i was doing that as well it's like and sam <laughs> sam's got an house and josh has been busy with like everyone it's sort of just we were just chucking whatever time we had in yeah it was like it slowly started with the help of all our friends like coming together and and like we moved our stock in and yeah, it's still bits to do but like the main thing is done <laughs> yeah definitely you got, operational you got, you got your storeroom and your operations and yeah the pool key table. things pool table and <laughs> coffee machine all the important <laughs> stuff yeah. yeah so how yeah what kind of scale is 50 to 1 now like have you got how many people work here or um well there's sammy's brother ralph who comes in and he helps us pack and design stuff he's just designed the coats and the hoodie and stuff um, so he enjoys that. So that's nice. Feels like another group of our like. Whenever there's someone in our group of friends who can get a bit of work, it's nice. Feels like you know, yeah, same yeah. again. So yes, and then me and Sam coming in doing his bit. Um, Jim's doing. Jim Topless has just jumped on board doing like media oh, stuff, nice. yeah. videos, and that's nice. It's like is, um, like totally different you know high quality nice he's uh-huh. so creative like just you just see him quite like scribbling away like doodling <laughs> something he's just always on it so yeah it's nice it's mad eh yeah. so are you are you able to take a wage from it because initially you were plowing everything back in weren't you to yeah still are i don't take away right so, okay like, see it as like a just yeah it's its own thing and it's yeah fair play so all the your ability to live and function in the world comes from your riding. Yeah. Totally still. Nothing from fifty yeah. to one. Yeah. Mad. Yeah, yeah, it's good. That's crazy. So plans like to grow fifty to one more and more. You've introduced like some ride wear 
yeah. in this like more recent range, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So we've when we moved from Banana we sorta we had a load of we just ordered a load of rideware. And we had no um casual left really. We sort of sold that off. Um so we had to start from fresh with that on that side of things and renovated here so it was like slow going but we've just been building that back up and getting things going and yeah the ride where seen people loving it and yeah just trying to get that out there and we we believe it's like as good a gear as any so and just yeah just keep going with that really and make things that people will benefit from wearing themselves and yeah if they want to buy it back it and buy it then that's then we're with them and it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the process like? Because, uh, I, I mean, there's a, a lot of companies out there that sort of, I guess, try and hop on the on the popularity of the sport and maybe it's just like something with that is off the shelf somewhere in the Far East with their mm. name on it. And I don't think you guys are, are following that approach. Like, how are you developing this stuff? The, what, like the technical side? Yeah, I guess more the tech stuff, yeah. Um, we got We got samples... Um, when we first got them, we sort of were just like, we had one set of tra- sample trials that I took to Chile for on the 2020 Andes and I just wore them every day, like just hammered them. Um, then we had jerseys, me and Sam went out, we were just like rolling through brambles, seeing how they pulled and just yeah, like, yeah. just just like, I think we've all rid- rode for companies, big clothing companies in the past where you sort of see the process and, mm-hmm what goes into it and like having feedback and just sort of like we've all got gained some knowledge from that and like yeah just sort of all just threw it all in a bucket and sort of like mixed it up um, yeah, yeah yeah and you guys put in a lot of riding hours naturally right so it's not hard to accrue hours on kit I guess for- yeah that was like the focus of the kit like make something that we can roll out in at 9am film all day sort of like go to have a bit of food and not stand out you know okay. and be comfortable in it and yeah. it's not too tight it's, you know it's breathable and stuff it's just something that'll be with like on your back all day while you're filming and messing about and yeah get sweaty dry again and yeah seems to be solid happy days yeah. and it so is is that like you you've you've been very clear from the off i guess about not putting your videos on like a platform where people are going to have to pay for them. So I think when you talked about wheel love, when that came out, cause that was the first sort of long. Yeah. That was like the first feature vid we did. Yeah. Yeah. You were very specific about wanting to put that out there for free. I guess talk a bit about why that is in the first place. Like, I think just giving people again, like they're supporting us cause we're putting videos out and that's good enough. Like we're not in it to like, just I don't know yeah and I guess we were just doing our own video it's like I hope people might not want to pay for it you know what I mean it's like yeah it just seems like the right way to do it um it, from why we're doing it I ain't got any I'd like feature like you know it's, yeah I'd pay for a video myself and watch it like for sure yeah I think just how we would do it and like the music rights thing like we don't go through like on YouTube you can just you don't monetize your videos, you just use any music and the label gets so. I think we've always done it that way so we can just use the music that we want to use and and again, people love the music 
seem to have always be into it. Well, some people aren't into it, but that's just taste. That's the way things go. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think just, yeah, that was like the main focus. Yeah. Make, use the tunes we want to use and yeah. don't worry about any of that copyright. Just nice. So the video is kind of a gift, I guess, to the people that have supported 50 to 1 and, and an outlet for you guys to just show what you're up to. And Yeah, we've had fun making it. It's nothing serious. We've just been out. You know, filming each other. This is our showing what we've been up to. What, yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> just it's, that's fun as well. You know, that's yeah. as fun as anything. Like it's like the yeah, it's just all fun. It's nice. all fun. Have you got quite into the edit inside of it now? Yeah, I love it. I do love it. It's like it's changed a lot. I used to do it on iMovie on my Mac, and it it just slow it down so much. <laughs> like starting to get and then. I think I got another Mac and then it's sort of like, yeah, get the as the files get bigger, each clip gets like getting into higher resolution and then yeah. that starts slowing down. So then I was like, right, I'm going to get a real good one that I'll put up with and that was a real nice, not freezing all the time. And so then I got, I'm now, at this point I'm on Adobe Premiere Pro and okay. that, that was a chew to learn at first. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I think just staying at it and just keep, just, sticking with the struggle and then you eventually f figure it out don't you and there's, yeah. there's tutorials everywhere online to watch and yeah you can pick out bits for each one of them it's just like yeah with anything it's just fun learning things and there's always yeah th things to take from yeah learning definitely like, something to chip away at yeah constantly kind of thing just got into i got some decks off of me i just got into mixing tunes so that's been like Another excellent learning outlet. Will we see you DJing out soon? Yeah, I did had a night Saturday. Did you? Yeah, I ran it for like three hours, I think. Nice. Well fun. Where was that? Uh, just some mates, a little, yeah. little do. But, uh, Quality. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Another project to keep busy. Tails on the mic. <laughs> MC. Yeah. Awesome. And then, um, like, as well as giving the videos, you guys have, have put some work into kind of creating trails out there for people i guess and the, the one that stands out is the 50 to one line at revolution bike park in the in, uh, yeah that, in Wales. that was a, that was a mint opportunity we were there um doing like two three days digging at a time together showing like that is hard dirt to slap like the slate it's like you feel like you're just hitting rocks for ages and then you eventually get a finish <clears throat> but um yeah james uh, tim lad is up there and it's just not like we've the, as mates before anything and it's nice to like be associated with like we've always gone and chilled and camps and just it's always been best times and they've they've supported us and like with the bowl and stuff like we've gone and helped dig and it's just been nice like again just doing it cause we're in it with, with each other and it's like yeah that that line i think just people like get it it just felt like there weren't many jump lines in the uk at the time where it were like you can get like some airtime and then obviously now there's, it's, there's everywhere it's like yeah. people have got into building and yeah it's like we definitely need to give it a revamp we're planning on doing it sort of like towards end of this year oh, end nice. of this summer yeah yeah it's a pretty intimidating looking line to uh sit the top of <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah it's definitely good there. i like how it switched sides and i had a mighty slam one day it was on the nomad launch on that i think it was like the fifth and I was all way too excited, overjumped the on-off and then got booked on the big one. I just th threw my bike and I remember just like windmilling 
so I hope just like and I thought it was pretty calm. I thought I was gonna just football slide down the landing, but like landing on my ass and it like compressed my back and I ended up I fractured a vertebrae actually. I was like winded for hours. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah, you've had a fair few injuries in your time. I guess it's par for the course, right? The, yeah. the type of riding that you're doing is gonna lead to crashes. It's a never so, right? it's just learning. Literally every time I've had had like crash or done something there's been a lot to learn from it and it's like always been daft things like i just was way too high that was like third i think i got like two photos we were doing the nomad um me and rat we were yeah we had like three days booked in and this was like day one like second run in and i was just like oh, i'm just gonna ride down and got booked and that was it i'm off to hospital so it was like just things to take from everything yeah do you do anything like obviously you don't need necessarily to like train for racing and stuff these days do you do anything to help your body deal with crashing because you it's going to happen right yeah i'm always on like stretching and rolling and like the smoothie we were just on about earlier like the nutrition side of things trying to keep things as anti-inflammatory as i can and okay just replenish my body because you definitely put yourself through through it like sweating out all day you know you got to keep things going back in and keep stretching limber because it's going to help when you're cartwheeling down a hill yeah fair play you're not tight and yeah yeah just always at it really it's like when you're not riding there's still things to be doing to help you riding and yeah yeah and anything so is that like a, well. like a daily thing that you do some stretching are you that kind of yeah have, to it or? yeah little and often in it more than yeah. big and yeah just try and lay down have 10 15 Fair play. Good on you. What about the nutrition side of things then? Because Sam's vegan, right? Are you are you following that? Or? Uh, I'm, I I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not vegan. I've never really gone fully. I just sort of, as I say, anti-inflammatory, keep things as natural as I can. Um, yeah. I don't eat meat. Uh, might have fish now and then, but sort of just what feels right to me, Not you know, not processed. Um, yeah. I enjoy cooking. Dan's Dan Paley's always got so much knowledge on that side of things. Like, yeah, when when I met Dan, like he's he's always got he's in, big into smoothies and juices, and yeah, it's just I find it really interesting. And I think if you can be doing something that's going to benefit your riding and how your body feels, then got to be doing it really. Yeah, nice, good on you. And I want to talk a bit about the fifty to one kind of crew in itself, I guess, because it's evolved and more and more people have kind of come on board over the years. There was a point at which, I guess, because it was so associated with Santa Cruz, when Josh Bryson moved on to Canada, which I think was a big shock yeah. to a lot of people, a lot of people sort of inferred from that 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 was 50 to 1 kind of over. I was wondering what that was like, like from your perspective from the inside, because I'm guessing you guys saw it very differently. Yeah, it was mad. But obviously, like, we've never poked our head ups and looked at what we were creating it was more like we're doing it we're doing it we're doing it and then when that came about it was like oh wow that's how people perceived it um and it was never anything it was always like just our thing that no you know it was our integral thing that no one had like no it could be doing something with anyone we all rode for different brands yeah um one way or another whether it was like clothing or and it was just like yeah this is ours and it's and we we all we're all gonna push it and help others through it and it's like yeah 
that's how it's always been for us. But obviously, yeah. people did think oh, it's split. Oh, I'm like, what? Yeah, this yeah. is mad. So it's like, at first, it was like pretty, um, I don't know, like, no way. As if, like, you think that'd happen. Like, we're all mate. Like, it's not like it's, yeah, but obviously, the way things are perceived, or you can never control that. So it's like, in the end, we're like, we'll just show them that it's not, it's not changed. It's still the same and all doing things together. And yeah, that's just how it, yeah, it was just keep doing things. And people, yeah. I think, yeah, with anything like that, just let people figure it out for themselves one way or another. But if that's by showing that we're just carrying on and doing the vids and yeah. Nice one. And the, yeah, the crew has grown. And I think, I think I'm right in saying like, you're quite, you're quite keen on trying to help out talented young riders like you've given bikes and help people out with kit and stuff along the way is that yeah right yeah yeah and yeah everyone like josh helped me like steve like everyone's always showing me generosity and i think just to like it's it inspired me just if someone could just give you a bike out of their own kind and it's like so mad to you and it's like that I've felt that and it, to know that you can pass that feeling on is a good feeling and just, yeah. And then that I'll just keep going. Like hopefully whoever's received that will think that I can help someone else yeah. out in that way further down the line. I just think there's no harm in helping people. Um, and just to see them like grow, like um, Brendan over in Ireland, like I seen him at an EWS years ago. He was tiny, like squeaky little voice, just wheeling everywhere. <laughs> And like now he's a big lad and he's doing things on by that like I was probably sixteen or something like like still very much learning fundamentals at that age and he's like skill sets just insane so it's yeah just and like he's messaged me helping me with things you know like trying nice. something like it's just because he's young and it doesn't mean that they don't have something to learn yourself from it's just again like yeah do it as a group and mates and yeah help each other progress and like seeing Sammy now, Sam Ockenall, Sam Cafano, like both known them from being like young lads and now they're just insane on bike and it feels good that just being able to have seen that path that they've been on and like what they're doing now with the bikes is just mega. Like Yeah, it must be really rewarding to see that like I guess investment almost in a way that you've made in them like really help them develop to their potential right? it must be yeah cool. it's, yeah fine young men <laughs> yeah it's mega cool yeah just always pushing you on the bike they're going in so it's like we're going in it's yeah yeah it's mad love you go like go riding jumps and you just look around and it's like sammy rat like everyone just like on it it just makes like, like look at them like oh i've got some work to do here like <laughs> Yeah, do you feel that? Do you feel like the the younger generation, I certainly look at the younger generation and think like they're pushing things and pushing the sport so hard. Are they pushing you and helping you keep, you know, keep going and keeping trying things and pushing yourself? Well, no, I'll never be able to go as high as Dave on a jump. That's just one <laughs> thing you got to come to terms with. But yeah, like it's always, you're just always watching and learning. Like it is yeah there's always things to be seen and taken on board and it's yeah just riding together and help like yeah everyone's always learning new things and got like ways to teach you like oh yeah this helps or whatever and we run bmx together skateboarding 
mountain bike and it's whatever it is. It's everyone's always together. And yeah. Yeah. Nice. Definitely push it. Definitely. Cool. Definitely. So what have you been up to lately? What projects have you had on the go? Um, been on since April, we started building for, for this project with Santa Cruz that I've sort of never really had the opportunity to do where it's like build, being able to build your own stuff for it. It's usually been like quick builds in woods and one yeah. hitters and stuff like that. So like been hard on the digging. Um, yeah. Just making things from my imagination and in line yeah just and we've been filming on that and sort of like been finishing a line then filming on it and starting the next one and not like building we've done like five lines now um i think so yeah just keeping busy with that um real busy trying to put every day i can into yeah and it's just been nice to be on the project like that to get we're all in woods together on shovels it's like a nice way to spend summer usually it's traveling and being away or whatever and like yeah. this year it's just been just, just fully at home like seeing everything change like the, you know seeing things usually it's like away march april get back away again june july yeah. then off to canada august it's like you do miss a lot of them summer times at home so yeah. yeah like just swimming in lakes and just really enjoying being at home well yeah you're in a beautiful part of the country here, aren't you so you've yeah. got plenty of that on your doorstep yeah there's loads of hills loads of riding like not far from home in Sheffield or Manchester yeah cities are there if you want it it's like nice yeah sweet, sweet yeah place. when are we likely to see that uh edit break cover I don't know really this was like the nice thing like from Santa Cruz they were like take your time create create it how you want to create it like Joe um Sam Steel City boy has been dead good like just it's just really nice to be doing something with like your mates and everyone's into it and like building like all no way would have been possible without and like we're we're building a lot and like people are in and out constantly helping on shovels like it's it's like pretty mad like when I think about it like they're just all helping me do it's like pretty overwhelming like all my mates who've come through and helped and it's just dead makes me appreciate my mates and now yeah up for helping with the art to like achieve what I wanted with with the edit sort of thing. Yeah, nice one. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that, like you guys, you've taken something that I guess it did exist, but you've, like I said earlier, you've created like a focal point for that style of riding within mountain biking, which is and it's grown and grown, and there's more and more people doing it, and there's like other. Uh, sort of little crews that are putting together videos along a similar line and how how does it feel to see that growing globally do you are you able to kind of sit back and appreciate quite the impact that you guys have had definitely i think people yeah like you say have always been doing it so it's i think people yeah it's like it's just mega to see other people doing it and take inspiration from them like nothing finer than seeing it like someone a sick rider coming out of a part or a crew come out of a trip video it's like yeah sit down and watch this buzzing you know and it's like it's just fires you up to go riding it's like everyone help. it's just it's meant that side of riding where it's not competitive it's like go out in woods do what you want to do and then give it to the world to see and like everyone take from it what they will and yeah get inspired by it and yeah 
think like the fact that more and more people are doing that is mega. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is incredible to see. And the, the the bike, I guess, like that you would have been racing on a few years ago to what you use for kind of this style of riding and the stuff that you're doing now must be quite different. Like what what is different in your setup from let's say EWS race days to now? Yeah. Um so I was racing I've raced on like a Bronson, Nomad, uh High Tower, LT, like they were always I used to like a soft setup, um, like PSI on my tires would be like 25, 26 or something, like yeah. definitely based around grip. Um, like my brake levers would be high up, like to give you hands a rest on like them 14 minute tracks and what have you. Yeah, everything just sort of in a position where how am I going to be most comfortable for it? But then now it's like I've got a small 50 10, one brake, like single speed it's got a free coaster on it it's basically like a jump bike but i can just go and ride it on a trail as well like it's with the one brake you when you've got two brakes you think oh yeah i use my front loads and then when it's not there like you just sort of make it it's a different kind of riding but you can unless it's mega steep and stuff like you do yeah figure it out so it's it's what like dan Paley again is mad with one break. We've been to some like mad places, and he's you think there's no way he's and he's just there like behind you on one break. Like what? It's mad. So yeah, that definitely what we're doing now. I reckon he could do an EWS with one break. Yeah, that's changed for me. <laughs> Are you riding that bike most of the time then? Um, of late, I have been because I've been like digging for this project, testing yeah. what we've been building or filming. So it's like. I do like staying on one bike and keeping like yeah keeping sharp on that bike because I did one of the film days a few months ago I'd not really ridden it up until like day before well that day and I was like I feel actually feel well weird on it okay. it's like, so I wanted to just stay in that like because yeah. when you know yourself I'm sure when you've, when you've ridden a bike all the time you know exactly like where everything yeah. what's going to happen at any point like it's you've you know it like and i just wanted to yeah keep it like that but i've been riding my brony like getting spins out on that as well yeah but more more it's been definitely like the scale has been way more over on 50 10, little 50 10 yeah so on that 50 10 are you running like pretty stiff suspension and higher tire yeah. pressures and stuff to yeah just like higher tire pressures don't want to be rolling them in like carving hard or anything like that and same yeah. with suspension yeah just real, it's just bike parky settings like yeah, harder, slower. Yeah, yeah. What, good. What about the Bronson? Are you running the MX? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm into that. I am into that. Yeah. I've got um short legs, so I do find with 29ers when I'm getting off of the back, like I do sit on tire quite a bit, and just I think I ride quite over back anyway when it gets steep but I don't have that room in my legs to sort of hover above it so yeah. and just like I think it I do really get on with it um yeah I tried when I had a mega tower I tried that with 27.5 wheel in the back and that was I loved it it was cool so just nice that there's a biking range now that I can ride yeah mullet mullet style sweet good stuff so what um what are the plans for 50 to 1 over the 
over the summer, I guess, like, are you going to any events or, or people see you at certain things? Yeah, we're doing Hard Rock this weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take some clobber and have a few, like, little, take some flags and have a little jewel race and sort nice. of get that, like, that's the thing we've sort of not been able to have any, we want to do events, like, that's what we do want to go in on, like, we had that ball jam yeah. uh, a couple of years ago and that was like, right, we've, we, we can do this, we've done one now. Like with the help of revs obviously but then obviously I had a big break in being able to do that so now it's just we've done we did that freedom ride other week mm-hmm. just sort of just nice to see people again and chat and just yeah if we can like get people buzzed off riding in person then nice so yeah hard rock um and then what am I doing like a little road trip towards the end of the year and sort of just planting that seed in brain just go around a few spots and just sort of let people know and go and just have little little ghetto jams. Oh, nice. Where are you thinking of heading? Have you got any thoughts yet? Literally no plans yet, but just want to sort of get that going. Yeah. Um, try and cover as many many places as we can. Yeah. Well, people love the opportunity to like meet you guys, to ride with you, and it feels like you thrive off that as well. Yeah, same way. It, like it? it's always... Whenever you go somewhere, there's always the local wanting to show you, oh, you've got to try and ride this. And it's mint. It's like, it's, you wouldn't ever be able to do that otherwise. If you went to a spot on your own, yeah, you'd be like, but the fact that people are willing, and it's the same when someone's at your spot, it's like, oh yeah, show you this, show you that. It's just like, that's a nice yeah. social thing to ride in is that you can, meeting someone, following them down a trail, you get to know them way more than just having a quick chat for yeah. two minutes, don't you? Like, Definitely. you know it. I've met, I remember bumping into a guy in Morsey and, <laughs> and I wrote, he's like, follow me down here. I'd literally just met him. We got last lift together. That was it. Uh, and I followed him like down Plenty Black and he was so wild and I felt like I got to know him more just by following him. Like, and then if we were sat on chair chatting together, if you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gives you a window into his like yeah. approach to life. Right. When you see someone ride. Yeah. Like, Slipped off bike, just running to get back on it. Cartwheeling, <laughs> oh, yeah, he wants to. He, he's loving his riding. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. Nice one. Well, we're getting close to the end of our time. We've got four questions that we normally finish off with, but I've got a couple of extras that I wanted to add in. One of those, I, I wanted to know kind of who inspires you these days. Like, who do you enjoy watching? And it, it might not be even in mountain biking. Like, where does your, where do you draw inspiration from? It's it's huge, literally. Every, every, like I say, so many people are doing videos now and everyone has that. Every, draw inspiration from everyone. It's it's really hard to pin down one one personal thing, but across BMX, skateboarding, everything, like just really enjoy seeing people creating, putting effort into creating something like a video part or a film. And there's always inspiration to be taken from any of that. Like it's just knowing that someone's took the time to like do something and go in on it. It's like, that's really nice. And just like, yeah, on a motivating level, it's just what taking inspiration from really. Yeah. yeah. And then like all my mates as well, like really, in really lucky situation that all my close mates are all some of my favorite riders, you know, they're all insane on bikes and can go riding with any one of them. And it's, mind-blowing thing so it's like real lucky situation that yeah 
Yeah. You've got such talented friends. Definitely, yeah. You live in a good spot with a yeah. good crew. That is for sure. And then another question we asked um, Josh Bryceland is, what do you feel that mountain biking is doing well at the moment and what do you think it could do better at? It's growing fast, isn't it? It's like... Um, got mates from school who I thought had never been into bikes or now anyway you know back and it's like everyone's sort of picking bikes up and seems like it's like reaching there's I don't know whether it's because there's so many second hand bikes like bikes come out every year and and they are they're all there's good bikes you know going for decent money now I mean like affordable for people and they're getting older and being able to ride and feel that like it's getting people out into the country and into nature and just getting getting away from city madness, you know, it's like definitely. it's definitely um reaching more and more people and yeah. helping like yeah. It's just nice when you meet someone like, Yeah, I love backing me, get out in trees, love it, sort you out, like, yeah, definitely that's all we're all really doing it for. Yeah. Fundamentally. Yeah, yeah, just have fun and yeah. You never not think you know, you always your mind's on one thing when you're riding. And that's just the current you're just riding, and that's yeah. It's like a meditation, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And for anyone's going to benefit from that. So yeah. yeah. And what What do you think mountain biking could be doing better at? Think that it's a tough one, isn't it? So it's always don't want to get on a neg, but um, don't know really. It's a tough one on the spot, but uh, <laughs> sorry, no, it's sound. I think maybe just yeah, more more jammy things, and I think it'd be nice. Yeah, just get people together. Um, more non-competitive events. Yeah, yeah, like we did a race, um, this cliff race on the Fox Road trip. We did, and it was like fancy dress obstacle course. <laughs> I remember seeing that. Yeah, like it's a race, but people like you start off in a wheelbarrow. Like it's not really, you know, it's stuff like that. It's just there's no, no one's not smiling. Yeah, and everyone's riding bikes, and it's like, yeah. So if anything, I'd say that. Like, yeah, fair play. It sounds like there's plans for you guys to bring more of that sort of stuff into. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, get weird and wacky. Nice, I like it. All right, we'll hit our standard four questions. First of those, if our listeners had £150 to spend to improve their performance on a bike or have more fun on a bike, what would you recommend they get and spend it on? Camera. Okay. Camera. Get out with your mates, film each other. You can... Yeah. You can... Uh, oh, it's on the bike though, isn't it? No, that's all right. Yeah, it's, it could be It could be a I camera think, for sure. Yeah, I think like want, being able to watch stuff back, give yourself an instant feedback... Uh, and just the fun of building, making a video with your mates, even if it's, you just pull it out every now and then and get a clip. Like, yeah, it's interesting. What camera would you recommend for 150 quid? Is there? There's got to be some out there on eBay. Yeah, like a second hand. Literally anything. Yeah, some of that that has a nice bit of zoom on it. <laughs> um, yeah, just a dad cam. Go yeah. in. Some that you can just clatter about in your pocket or camel back, like whatever. It. Yeah, that is a unique answer. And I think I've asked that question about 200 times. So it's good to get a unique answer these days. Nice. nice one. Second one of those, if you could wind back the clock and sit down with yourself age 16, what advice would you give him? 
Um, just don't just do what you want to do what feels good uh, don't worry about uh, like worry about results or anything like that basically was that your thing when you were that age then you were too in, you feel now anyway you were too focused on the result yeah I like knew I'd be like do this weird thing where I like know where I could I'd like know where my speed was on the results list and think right if I do I can get there and like you sort of already put yourself there and then you're doing it without like well you've got to go out and do the work like, yeah. and then you'll be where you'll be and that's it and that's you've done your best and that's where you are yeah. but like and then it just from this whirlwind going in my head like and then you'd like clip a pedal in a run like oh you've lost a second and then you make a mess and it's just like full red zone everywhere <laughs> gotta just yeah things come naturally I was gonna say when you're having fun yeah, and just doing it it feels like everything started to click for you once once you found your place in the filming and were just enjoying what you were doing, yeah, everything flowed from there. Right? Everything from there onwards seems to have just um, through a lot of hard work and perseverance. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's just kind of fallen into place. Right? Yeah, it's real nice. Like just nice sitting back and having a smile. Like it's hard to get a, a grip on like how much time's gone past now. Like, it's decent. What, what since like starting riding bikes since like so many good times and like memories that it's, I wouldn't have had that without bikes you know what I yeah. mean like all the countries and people I've met and stuff like that so it's yeah just appreciate it for what it is and yeah nice one and lots more to come yeah yeah definitely cool third question if you could have a coaching session from anyone past or present who would it be and what would you want to learn you can have a bike and an off bike or a different sport or whatever DJing anything coaching lesson Um, I think it'd be just a life a day have a day with Kurt Voorhees um, with a van full of bikes <laughs> and a lot of energy <laughs> he knows how to have fun yeah yeah definitely you, you rode with him when you were out in the States on that road trip wasn't yeah it? we did yeah. that ride your bike road trip um, that was mega just in a van I watched that actually the other day in Bath like, it was mega <laughs> That's a good few years ago now, right? Yeah, 2017 it was. Yeah. Yeah. Wild man on a bike. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Good stuff. All right, last question. What do you do every day that you feel benefits you? Um, every day. That's tough. I think start day with a smoothie. Is <laughs> don't get no bloated. Uh, recently, I've been trying to like not sleep with my phone next to me yeah, on okay. charge. Yeah, uh, like to just keep it out. Too many times I'd wake up. First thing you do, open your phone. And you're in there for half an hour at least, looking at it. Like, just eliminate that. Let's get up, start day, not like doing what you <laughs> anything other than that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not the best way to start the day, no. is it? Getting absorbed by that device yeah, yeah. straight away. So I think that's that's the one. Yeah, I've been reading a book actually that I wouldn't mind 
if anyone's up for reading a book about like mindset, it's called the the rise of Superman. Oh yeah, talking um, about flow. Yeah, yeah, I've read that. And like that's another. If you had any change spare from 150 quid, I'd get that book because yeah. that helped riding a lot. Okay, just like um, just basically going into depth on what's happening in your brain and why and like what chemicals make you get skitty what happens and how you can help that and yeah. just yeah like a real it's really relatable to anyone who wants to progress the riding oh, i see i'll stick a link in the show notes for that yeah. have, you, have you changed anything as a result of reading that then would you say like or has it just helped you understand where you're at yeah me, I, i've read it it was wheel love when me and max both read it together and it was like we were just both like <laughs> Possessed almost by this, it's almost like the scripture, and we were like referring to it constantly, just shouting at each other, like just bits from it, like definitely just taking it a bit far. But it was where we were at at the time, just bleeding, screaming, loving it, yeah, it's part of it, is, you know. Just, and then yeah, you just like you know, it's coming, it's coming, that's it, like it's, we're gonna land it, it's coming. But I've just started reading it again. Just yeah. while I've been into this video project, like just to re up on everything, and yeah, it's a mega read. Um, yeah, definitely. There's some incredible stories of athletes in there as well. Yeah, right? it's yeah, it's just one of them you can't put down. It's just yeah, there's loads to take from it. Yeah, definitely changes how you think about things in riding and how approach learning things and yeah, don't get too stressed if it's not going right. It's all part of journey. And yeah it'll come sort of thing just keep smiling enjoying it and looking for that flow state the <laughs> elusive the, flow state the good stuff happens yeah it's good when it happens but it's hard to hard to access sometimes especially yeah. if you're the sort of person that has a, a a busy internal monologue like talking to yourself yeah yeah definitely it's like it's mad at them whenever a lot of the time when you do things that feel the best you like how did that just happen like what didn't even really think about it and it's when it's like that so it's like just sort of letting that subconscious you can do it just let it take over and just sort of put yourself in the best yeah. scenario you can for it yeah it's mad when you've been riding that long your body knows how to do stuff but often your brain talks it out oh, of big doing time. it you're, you're your own worst enemy like i get it so much where like i'll be dropping in something like probably gonna crash this one i'm like what am i doing like wipe that out like that's not what I need to be thinking, but it's always there. It's like a little monkey on your shoulder, just like yeah, yeah. doubting you. And it's just like having, being able to block that out and keep focused on the job in hand. Have you found anything that helps with that or any techniques to help you get rid of the monkey on your shoulder? Uh, I think breathing helps. Um, just sort of listening to you, like just trying to just blank that thing out and just think like, it's like, um, yeah. Just don't get too frantic and let it say its thing and ign- and hear it out and just let recognize it and then let it go. I think is a good one. Yeah. Like if you're trying to battle it, it's like you're gonna end up caught in that whirlwind. But if you just think, right, yeah, there it is. That's just maybe a bit of like self-preservation thing kicking in. I don't know, like don't do it or whatever. And then yeah. it's, you just block that out. Like, nah, it's natural. Interesting. Yeah, mm. it's mad how when you're nervous, you quite often st- you basically stop breathing. Like yeah, I I've definitely been guilty of that through sections of trail or down a particular 
feature that I'm nervous of. Like yeah. I just seize up and stop breathing. Which <laughs> stop is Stop your vital thing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's the last thing you'd think about doing, but your body seems to when yeah, you're scared it up. goes there. Mm. So yeah, focusing on actually letting that go and like nice gentle breathing through stuff. Yeah, definitely helps. Definitely helps. Interesting. Cool, man. Well, it's been really interesting chatting. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for welcoming me into the 50 to 1 uh, yeah, back cave. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing the film when it's out there and, and watching you guys progress and seeing how 50 to 1 grows. It's uh, Yeah, it's a cool thing that you guys are doing. It's providing a lot of inspiration, I think, worldwide to people and a, a slightly different take on mountain biking, which is uh, is refreshing and it's really, it's really nice to have. So yeah, yeah thanks, thanks a lot. appreciate thank it thank you thanks for having me oh before we go though we should tell people where we can where they can find you what's the the best place for them to to check out you and then also to check out 50 to 1 and what you're up to um insta 50, uh youtube what yeah there's always stuff going on cool yeah all right i'll stick in a link to your insta 50 nice. to 1 insta 50 to 1 YouTube yep. and 50 to 1 website. Does that cover all of it? <laughs> That's, yeah, more than enough. Wicked. Nice one, mate. <laughs> all right. Yep. Thank you very much. Cheers to everyone supporting us. Nice Thank one. Thank you. All right. That's it for this episode with Josh. I really hope you've enjoyed listening. A massive thanks to We Are One Composites for supporting this episode of the show. Downtime listeners get 15% off We Are One rims for the month of August using the code WESUPPLY2021 over at the checkout on weareonecomposites.com. That's WESUPPLY, lowercase, all one word, followed by the number 2021 over at weareonecomposites.com. While you're there, you can also check out their incredible new bike, The Arrival. There's just one thing left for you to do, and that's to head over to downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP and leave us your name and email address to make sure that you get a chance to get hold of the first issue of Downtime EP. We've got early bird deals going live really soon, so make sure you're registered there to find out more. All the links are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. If you want to represent the show, then you can get your hands on our full range of merch by heading over to downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop with all the proceeds going to help improve the show. If you're still listening and you've got a bit of time, there's a few things you can do to help out. First off, tell your rider mates about the podcast because the more people who listen, the easier it is for me to keep this thing going. Secondly, share the episodes on your social media. It's a great way to spread the word and it helps get some buzz going around the episodes too. And then if you fancy it, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. All right, there's going to be another awesome episode coming up really soon. But until then, get out and ride. (laughs) 